is up? It's the rant. My name is Jeff Rackliff, and it is Wednesday, September 22nd. Rankings day on the show. Let's dive right into it. I'm not going to beat around the bush. I'm not going to tell you a goofy story about something that happened to me that you don't care about. Let's just talk about the quarterbacks. At the top, Lamar against Detroit. Nice and easy. Hey, put the team on his back last week, and this week he gets a good matchup to boot. Kyler at two. Mahomes at three. That's going to be a fun game against the Chargers. Really dig that game right there. Josh Allen at four. I'm not worried about Josh Allen. It's two weeks into the darn season, and there's a lot of panicking going on. If you can buy low on Josh Allen, if you can buy low on Antonio Gibson, if you can buy low on Ezekiel Elliott and George Kittle and Stephon Diggs and, I mean, you name it, DK Metcalf, whoever, do it. Just do it. Hey, that's a good phrase. That's a good saying. Maybe somebody should use that for something. Uh, Dak Prescott at five. I dig Dak against the Eagles, even if Amari Cooper is a little banged up here and doesn't go. I still dig Dak. But uh, more on Cooper coming up in a minute. Russell Wilson at six. Russ chucks the ball to the end zone. That's what he does. And that's a good thing for uh, fantasy purposes, especially. Jalen Hurts at seven. I... Love the floor of Hurts' running ability. He showed it last week. Last week was not a good passing game. Didn't matter. Top 10 fantasy week. This is, oddly enough, and this doesn't always happen when it comes to fantasy, this is working out exactly the way we thought it was going to work out. So that's a good thing right there. Tom Brady at 8. It is a tough matchup for Tom Brady. There's no doubt about it. they got to protect him in this one. This is a game where this is why you go out and you get Giovanni Bernard, by the way. You know, that that protects him. And no, that doesn't mean play Giovanni Bernard. He's just going to be in there to help Brady a lot. On the other side of it, Matty Stafford at nine. I like Stafford in this one, especially if it does turn into half a shootout. Justin Herbert at 10. He's another buy low if you if people are selling on him for some reason. I think he bounces back in a, in a big-time shootout game. Aaron Rodgers at 11. He's an every-week starter. I don't care who he's playing, and I actually don't mind a matchup against San Francisco. It's just I have some of these other guys ahead of him, but he's an every-week starter. Okay, so I have 11 starters this week. 11. I don't have 12 because Ryan Tannehill moved down out of the uh, top top 12. After that point, we're in streamer territory, and we hit it right away. So here are the here's like the prime streamers this week. Sam Darnold, Teddy Bridgewater, Justin Fields. It's kind of the order I have him right now. Darnold has a really nice matchup on Thursday night. Teddy's matchup isn't bad either. Fields' matchup is not good, but Fields could be a top 12 fantasy option in a bad matchup. And I do think he starts because Andy Dalton's being called week to week. After that, Daniel Jones, Ryan Tannehill. So Tannehill moves down to 16. If I have Tannehill, I'm not dropping him. If I have Tannehill and Fields is on waivers, I'd go out and get Fields. I actually would prefer... If I'm looking at this for a long term, I prefer grabbing fields. If I really just need a short term, then sure, Sam Darnold. If I just need like a one week, like a bridge. But fields for the long term. After Tannehill, Derek Carr, not using him this week. Kirk Cousins is a little, you know, lower upside. And Cousins has been fine. Those guys are like prime two quarterback league quarterbacks. Then Baker, uh, outside of that, you know, we're keeping an eye on Ben Roethlisberger who is dinged up, but he's not usable anyway. All right, moving over to uh, running back. Uh, It's easy at the top. McCaffrey, he's awesome. Derek Henry, 
really signature game last week. That was the Derrick Henry we know and love. And by the way, Dalvin Cook at three is facing the team that Derrick Henry just torched. Number four is who I want to talk about, though. Alvin Kamara. And I actually had to remind somebody of this in the FTN Discord. But I know there are a lot of people who are panicking over Kamara after last week. Now, I've said numerous times I'm not panicking at all about the New Orleans Saints. At all. I'm going to, last week, give him a pass, okay? And if you need a reminder of what Kamara is, who he is as a player, what he is capable on a football field, go to this uh, this spanking new website called YouTube and uh, or app, whatever, and uh, type into their search engine, Alvin Kamara, six touchdowns. Just to give yourself a reminder of what the ceiling is. I know it was against the Vikings. I know. Yeah, that's his, whatever. Just as a reminder of what his ceiling is. Speaking of a high ceiling, Nick Chubb at five. I wish they would just give him 25 touches a game because he is so stinking good. But when you have Kareem Hunt, you're obviously going to use Kareem Hunt. So I can't really knock them. Aaron Jones at six coming off of a big time bounce back game. Aaron Jones has a nose for the end zone. And we saw that on full display on Monday night. Austin Eckler at, at seven. I'm so glad that he was involved in the passing game. That was all I really needed to see. I'm right back and bullish on Austin Eckler. In again, a game that can be a bit of a shootout. Najee Harris at eight. What I love about Harris, and and this is the beauty to a true three down back. Not a good game on the ground last week, right? Didn't matter. Still top 10 fantasy week because he got it done with his ability in the passing game. Jonathan Taylor at nine. Uh, another buy low. Buy low. They're going to have to probably lean on him here in this game against Tennessee, and you can run on Tennessee. They just allowed two rushing scores to Chris Carson. Carson Wentz's status is still up in the air. Uh, Mixon at 10. Mixon's volume is amazing. Zeke at 11. I think this needs to be underscored here. Over the last two weeks... Zeke has played 114 snaps. Tony Pollard has played 41. Just let that thing, that one sink in right there. At 12, uh, Saquon Barkley, hopefully we'll see more of those runs out of him, and I think it's going to consistently get better and better and better. It was improvement week over week. We're going to see more of that. Antonio Gibson, by low, chase the volume, 19 touches per game. Chris Carson, front end RB2 at 14. That's basically what he is. DeAndre Swift. Still looked really explosive, even though the fantasy numbers weren't there at 15 uh, this past week. David Montgomery, volume play at 16, 17 Miles Sanders. He's the lead back, but he's going to be an RB too much of the season. Elijah Mitchell at 18. Yes, they did bring in Jacques Patrick, who I talked about on the show yesterday, but Mitchell's in the lead, and it's not even close. Clyde Edwards-Alaire at 19, maybe a bit of a buy low. I do have a little bit of concern on you know, and regarding his performance really since the middle of last season until now. Damian Harris at 20 is a lead back. Don't worry about James White, who's a volatile passing down back. Miles Gaskin at 21, he's the lead back too, even though it's a full-blown committee. Tyson Williams, he's the only Ravens running back who I'm willing to use right now at 22. Kareem Hunt at 23, talked about him earlier. And then Chase Edmonds in a good matchup at 24. Just on the outside looking in, James Robinson at 25. Uh, Kenyon Drake, assuming that Josh Jacobs doesn't play, which it doesn't seem like he's going to at 26. Mike Davis backsliding a bit to 27, but I am not using Cordero Patterson this week, who comes in at RB 
46, so no thank you. Uh, let's see. Beyond that, Melvin Gordon at 28. I have Javante Williams at 31. Leonard Fournette at 29. Daryl Henderson tentatively at 30, but he is uh, obviously dinged up. And not using Tony Pollard if I can get away with it. I have him at RB 34. Uh, Latavius Murray, by the way, 37 in case you were looking for him. Not using him this week either. All right, so there's the running backs for you. Wide receivers, we do have some movement. We have some panic. We have some buy lows. We have a lot to talk about there. And then, of course, we'll also talk about tight ends. Yay! But uh, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we'll dive into wide receiver rankings for week three fantasy football. Ah, wide receiver. Well, we keep it simple at the top, just like we do at every position, and it is going to be Tyreek Hill and Devontae Adams, one and two, two and one. I don't care how you have it. They're up there. There are very different types of players in that Hill, well, heck, Hill could go for like 300 yards and three touchdowns this week. It's possible. He could also go for two catches for 20 yards. It's possible. Now, Adams, the volume's likely to be a bit more regardless and last week was kind of a nice baseline week. He doesn't get in the end zone, but goes up over 100 yards, gets to the double-digit tar- target territory that we want to see him in. So different types of players, but still both of them very appealing for obvious reasons as elite options. DeAndre Hopkins at three. A lot of attention on Rondale Moore, but remember who the top, top dog is there in Arizona. Stephon Diggs willing to give him the benefit of the doubt of, at four. I'm going to buy low on him. Justin Jefferson at five. Ten targets for him last week. DK Metcalf, another buy low, as I mentioned earlier. I still love the talent, and we know that uh, Tyler Lockett, who comes in at nine, incidentally, is streaky. So, yeah, if you can get DK on the cheap, I would do it. CD Lamb at seven. This is assuming, well, this is this is assuming that Amari Cooper plays, but is banged up, which I think is what's going to happen, by the way. I think this is a pain management thing. It's a, it's a ribs injury. Jerry Jones sounded optimistic yesterday talking about it, but didn't really have a conclusive answer as to whether or not Cooper will go. Calvin Ridley at eight. I have had some people tell me that Calvin Ridley wasn't any good this past week, and I think that is crazy. Calvin Ridley was a top 20 fantasy receiver, top 15 in some scoring formats. What what more do you want? I know you want elite production. Okay. You're not going to get that every week. Maybe we'll like, you know, let's just be more reasonable with our expectations. Calvin Ridley didn't lose any games for anybody last week. And if people think that he's not playing well, okay, cool, buy low. I mentioned Tyler Lockett at nine, the massive ceiling that he's shown over the first two weeks of the season. We just know there's volatility there. Cooper Cup at 10. Matty Stafford loves him. Keenan Allen at 11. Now, interestingly, Keenan Allen was shadowed last week by Trayvon Diggs. I found that pretty interesting. Because ordinarily, a, a slot receiver doesn't see shadow attention, but he did. Mari Cooper at 12. Even if he's banged up, he's still a wide receiver one for me. We just have to make sure we're keeping a close eye because it's a Monday game and it could create an interesting situation. So what I'm looking for is certainly I want to see at least limited practice by Saturday. If we don't, then yeah, just go the safe route. He could still, in theory, play without practicing but it wouldn't be very promising but go the safe route on Sunday and fade him if he ends up getting the limited 
then he'll likely play. Uh, if that's limited by Saturday. If he's limited by Friday, then it's just a pain management thing. A.J. Brown at 13 hopefully holds on to more of those targets. He he had a lot of opportunities that were there missed opportunities this past week, but I still believe in the talent. Allen Robinson at 14. Oh, boy. Justin Fields. Uh, Adam Thielen, all he does is catch touchdowns at 15. DJ Moore at 16 with all of his upside and a favorable matchup. Depot at 17, asserting himself as the top wideout for that squad. Terry McScorn at 18. I'm still not overly bullish, but I'm definitely going to continue to use him as a wide receiver too. I want to see it two weeks in a row with him and Taylor Heineke. Chris Godwin at 19. Actually, I have Mike Evans at 21, but um, downgraded them just slightly. Robert Woods in between them in that same game at 20. Woods is going to see, you know, he he's, he saw nine targets last week. I'm going to follow the volume more than I'm going to follow the fantasy points, but Godwin and Evans are downgrades. Now, don't let anybody tell you that Jalen Ramsey is definitely shadowing Mike Evans. I don't buy that. That team has gone away from shadow coverage with Jalen Ramsey, and there's a very simple reason why. It's because Darius Williams is pretty good. They don't need to shadow, and in fact, when they go to, to uh, their sub-package defense, they go to nickel, they actually have Jalen Ramsey covering the slot. So, and, and, you know, that doesn't mean he's going to be covering Chris Godwin, by the way. That just means, you know, the, the Bucks rotate all, they move their guys all around the formation. So I don't see a shadow as likely for Mike Evans. Cortland Sutton at 22, uh, Julio Jones, who Julio Jones at 23, really looked good last week. T Higgins at 24, I actually have two spots ahead of Jamar Chase, who is at 26. The reason uh, it's really following the volume. I do think that Higgins is the better bet for more volume, but I still like the high A dot targets for Jamar Chase. In between them, Mike Williams, not quite a wide receiver too just yet, but really like what we've seen so far this season out of Mike Williams. Deontay Johnson at 27, not only is he banged up, but Ben's banged up. And if Ben is not on the field, then it is tough to trust a Steelers receiver as anything more than a wide receiver three. Antonio Brown, right now I have him at 28. He is on the COVID-19 list. That does not mean he won't play. The rules are slightly different from last year, so he he does have the chance of getting back on the field. Sterling Shepard at 29. Hey, I'm a believer after those couple, uh, those first two weeks there. Brandon Cooks at 30. Somebody's got to catch the darn ball for Davis Mills. Marquise Brown at 31. I am optimistic. I'm not quite there that this is a full breakout just yet, but I am optimistic. Devontae Smith by low 32. Could see uh, you know, his share of Trayvon Diggs in this one. Not the best matchup, but still. He's the top dog there. Chase Claypool at 33. Marvin Jones at 34. He's your best bet of the Jags wideouts. Kenny Galladay at 35. I still buy on, I'm buying in on Kenny Galladay. Juju Smith-Schuster at 36. On the outside looking in, but close, Tyler Boyd, DJ Chark, Robbie Anderson, Corey Davis, all right there as fringe wide receiver threes. Rondale Moore I have at 41. I love Rondale Moore. I just want to see him be more than the number four receiver in terms of snaps and routes run for this team. A couple other options you might be able to get in but are a little risky. Tim Patrick, Michael Pittman, Cole Beasley, Jalen Waddle, Jacoby Myers. Let's go over to tight end. And if you have one of these seven guys, set and forget. Travis Kelsey, Darren Waller, uh, George Kittle, Mark Andrews. I love that matchup for Mark Andrews. TJ Hawkinson, Rob Gronkowski at six, and then Kyle Pitts at seven. If you have one of those guys, you're good. If not, here's your choices. Pick your poison, and this is the order I prefer them in. 
Noah Fant, Dallas Goddard, Tyler Higby, Logan Thomas, Robert Tunyon, Jared Cook, Jonu Smith, Evan Ingram if he's back, Austin Hooper, Hunter Henry, Gerald Everett, Cole Komet, Mike Gusecki, David Njoku, Blake Jarwin, Dawson Knox, Jack Doyle, Tyler Conklin, Jawan Johnson. That is tight end 8 to tight end 26, and there is not that much difference between those guys. Pick your poison. Pick your poison. All right, these rankings are up over at FTNFantasy.com. Of course, you can use the promo code RATPACK. Get yourself a discount over there at Jeff Ratcliffe on Twitter, at Jeff Ratcliffe on Instagram. And tomorrow, we're going to break down these wide receiver cornerback matchups for you. You can get the wide receiver cornerback matchup chart, though, at FTNFantasy.com right now. All right, I will catch you on the flip side for another edition of the pod. I'm Jeff Ratcliffe, and I'm out.